It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos, and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1 800 858 858. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Well, we've got a rugby writer and uh, entrepreneur, I should say, in terms of uh, what he does. Uh, does uh, a little bit of everything, Jamie Wall, but very strong in terms of his uh, views on rugby in particular. And Andrew Gordy of News Hub with us. I'll start with you, Andrew Gordy. You realise... Um, Shane Warne has dismissed, been responsible for dismissing <laughs> 708 people in Test cricket, uh, and now he's dismissed you, apparently. Can you tell us about that, please? Oh, mate, and I'm absolutely crestfallen about it. I've just been rocking back and forth in the corner uh, ever since yesterday morning, blocked by Shane Warne. I'm absolutely devastated, Smithy. Um, I'm sure you can understand how I feel about this. Um, yeah, look, I mean, it's a pretty short story, really. Um, you, you might have seen Shane's... Um, sycophantic tweet after uh, India, of course, beat, uh, beat England in the fourth test. And he's, he's, you know, copying in his mate Virat Kohli and congratulating them on another terrific win. What you guys have all achieved together over the last 12 months, absolutely magnificent. Clearly the best team in the world, blah, blah, spew. Um, and uh, I, I just said, I swear there's nothing more nauseating on, on Twitter than former cricket stars pandering to their Indian followers. He's not the only one. They all do this. And look, I know why they're doing it. Obviously, there's a big audience there and they love a like and they love a retweet or several thousand. And and Shane didn't like this, so he just blocked me, which I'm delighted about. And in fact, some people have actually suggested that it's um, a a great achievement, a badge of honour, if you like. So, um, you know, I'm I'm quite happy with it, to be honest. Well, it's good to know you're over it. I mean, you're not dwelling on it. It's a good thing. No, not at all. No, no, it's all all, all good. All good. (laughs) I mean, why would I be upset about this, Smithy? I know, Andrew. I know. Why would you? That's what I'm just saying. I'm, I'm surprised I was even. <laughs> exactly. We don't... <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'll get across to you uh, very quickly, Jamie, uh, while the steam settles, and uh, ask you about 12 aside rugby. Uh, uh, look, we've only, only, between us, we've only had about two, three, four hours to digest the whole prospect of this thing. Initially, what are your thoughts? 12 aside, like the IPL. Yeah, good morning, guys. Oh, I just would like to say, in terms of Andrew Gordy pissing um, famous people off, this guy only really ranks somewhere in the middle, so well done, mate. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, 12-a-side rugby. 12-a-side <laughs> rugby, at, at the moment, I mean, my my initial reaction is uh, it's just a press release. Uh, there's nothing really kind of behind it. It's, it's sort of left up to uh, our imagination to, um, to figure out how this is going to work and um, got to really echo the sentiments of, Tony Johnson you had on just before who said, and I, I agree with him, um, I'm all for innovation in the game, but you know how this is actually going to work uh, is, is, is another matter entirely. Um, it's, 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 a pretty, it's a pretty tricky one. 
Um, and I have to say, it's not the most impressive launch that I've, I've ever seen. Their, their, their website is very lacking in detail, um, and the only names they've got behind it uh, that I could recognise anyway are Steve Hansen and Steve Chu, which is like, yeah, okay, it's Steve Hansen, but it's not exactly a couple of guys who are really going to excite a new massive audience uh, into rugby the way that um, the, the 100 or the IPL has done and, and the fact that they've mm. just blatantly name checked both of those things just shows where they're um, that, that it, while it's saying it's an innovation and and, and something new that they're, they're pretty much just trying to copy a template of something that already exists so it's, they've kind of just um, contradicted themselves in that in that regard What interests me about this whole thing uh, Gordon, and I'm sure you're going to be snapping on the heels of someone today trying to find some meat on the bone of this story but um, you know, when you look at the IPL, you are looking at a huge beast in Indian cricket. You're looking at a whole lot of money, but you're looking at one. You're not looking at a lot of people having to buy into it. You're not looking at a lot of cricket nations having to buy into it. India rule. Uh, they rule with an iron fist. There's no doubt about that. And the fact that, that this competition, this IPL, has been restarted after being canned uh, is evidence of that in my mind. So, so this is this, you can't. I don't think you can liken it to this in terms of administration. No, I, 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 I agree uh, with a lot of Jamie's just said. Um, I think comparing it to the IPL is, is maybe a step too far. That's clearly what they're trying to model it on. But I think it's more, more akin to the 100, isn't it? it it's more akin to some, a franchise-based competition, short and sharp, um, something, something new um, if, and, 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 and innovative. They can you know, put that sort of tag on it, I suppose. But really, there is nothing terribly innovative about this. They're, they're just saying that there's money to be made with franchise competitions that basically come up out of nowhere. So let's try and let's try and you know get get ourselves some of that. Um, there are some like my instant response when I saw this last night was to dismiss it because, like Jamie says, I mean I'm, I'm sitting here watching this 30 second video and it's just a whole lot of nothing. Like it feels it almost feels like that European Super League. Concepts that, that can't, you know, the football European Super League, which was, which was just awful. It was just a website with a bunch of club badges on it. There was absolutely zero detail to go with it. And this is just a flashy video that's been made by, you know, um, some graphic designer um, on a on a on a computer program, probably in the space of ten minutes. Um, you know, twelve aside rugby and eight franchise teams and global superstars. Like, yeah, but who? Um, there's, there's zero detail here. The one question I have, though. And, and the, something we, I'm sure we can all agree on is where there's money, you'll be able to attract the players. And they're saying that this, this is going to be played in August. Well, instantly that makes you go, well, how on earth are you going to get the best players from right around the world to compete in this? Because that's usually when these players are tied up playing international rugby. I do wonder, though, whether this competition potentially has, has the chance to become like a new... Japanese rugby for New Zealand rugby when they're looking to farm players out for their sabbaticals and, and give them the opportunity to earn some money. Could we see them go and perhaps play at a tournament like the World 12s um, instead of going to play a season um, of, of rugby in Japan? Because this competition, on the face of it, is going to be looking to secure the likes of, uh, you know, the, the big names, your, your, your Rico Ioannes, um, Bowden Barrett, uh, even Richie Mwanga, players like this maybe is this the way that they're going to do it? It will, become, it will form part of a sabbatical rather than necessarily part of the international rugby calendar where players are freed up for it, like the Indian Premier League is. 
I'm not I'm not going to dismiss it out of hand. Put it that way. Mm. Okay. Well, um, we'll just leave you guys sitting. If you will possibly do that for us, please. We'll go to a, a news break. When we come back, we might look at. Um, Perhaps what the Warriors have got to deal with these two idiots um, who uh, have let them down at the weekend. Uh, and possibly the subject of uh, MIQ priority or facilities for sporting people returning home. Uh, it's just after 10.30. Here's Trudy. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Andrew Gordy and Jamie Wall with us uh, this morning on the panel. Jamie, uh, Geordie Barrett is... Um, no, I won't say pardoned, but he doesn't have to suffer any more in terms of punishment. What do you make of that whole scenario now that it's apparently done and dusted? Oh, well, I don't, I don't think it is done and dusted. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of conversations around um, the application of red cards and then what happens after they're given out, because that's now two red cards. Uh, ironically, the other one being Marika Korobeti, uh, who was involved in Geordie's incident on the weekend, um, that uh, uh, test players that have received red cards and then been found to be kind of not guilty after the fact. Um, so now the pressure's back on the referees because they're being they're essentially being told by the governing body, well, you, you're, you guys are getting it wrong. Uh, and I don't think that's fair because according to the laws of the game, I mean, you can say what you want about the, the, the rules and, and the things that the, the ref had to follow, but he, he actually got that, got that one right. There was contact with the head. The World Rugby came out a couple of years ago and said, we're cracking down on this, and you know, any contact with the head, whether it's deliberate or not, uh, is an automatic red card, and, and, and that's, that's what he's done. Um, and then to be told, for him to be turn, turn around and be told, well, actually, no, you, you got it wrong because we're not going to suspend him at all, uh, just sends out a really mixed message. And it's just, it's just such a bad look at the moment that um, uh, rugby officialdom just can't get its its house in order and that you've got these refs out there now um, where it has got to the point now where people aren't really even blaming them for this anymore because you, 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 you're just, you've just got a really contradictory set of rules um, going on uh, there. So, I mean, it's good for Geordie. Uh, I, I personally don't think he should have you know, had to sit out any games because of, of this, but I mean, I think that there's a massive discussion to be had about about just tightening this whole thing up because it's just not working at the moment. Good, on a, a totally different tangent, MIQ priority for athletes returning home. We see that the All Blacks and the Black Caps and uh, the Olympians, etc., had <clears throat> places made available to them pretty much when they wanted it, but it's not turning out to be the case. We had uh, Sally Curry on this morning, who's the wife of Braden Curry, who's... Uh, a multi-sport participant overseas who simply cannot get home. Uh, is there scope for something that they can do about this? Um, should there be priority or they just have to stand in the queue like other individuals? Yeah, well, we discussed this um, uh, only a few weeks ago, didn't we, Smithy? And, and you know, we, we were questioning whether um, athletes who are going away to represent their country should be given priority when it comes to, to MIQ. And I, I think... Well, the view I expressed at the time is that, yeah, it, it probably is at that point now because this pandemic's been going on for such a long time that people who uh, wanted to get home have had every opportunity to get home and at some point we have to move on and other, allow other people to get on with their lives and with their careers and that's exactly what these people are doing. But what seems to be very apparent, though, is that there is a, one set of rules for athletes who are representing New Zealand as a as a team or representing the national body, and athletes who are going away 
representing New Zealand, but but really representing themselves, like they're, they're essentially working for themselves, so an individual type sport. That seems to be the common theme here. Like we're talking about people like Courtney Duncan or Braden Curry. Yes, they are New Zealand athletes competing in professional competitions. Should they be treated any differently? I don't. I don't really know that they should. Why? Why should there be a different set of rules applied to these people? I, I personally would like to see them. And the, the names were mentioned. The likes of Braden Curry, he seems to be the one that everyone's talking about at the moment. Um, what, why shouldn't he be given the same treatment as um, a player who has gone away to represent New Zealand uh, cricket, rugby, netball, what, whatever sport you like? I, I don't really see why there should be a difference there. Um, that, that said, like I know that players who went to, re, uh, to play in the Indian Premier League first time around... They, I, I distinctly remember speaking to one of the players who, who was um, once, of course, the Indian Premier League was, was canned first time around, um, and they, they all came home and obviously managed to get spots in MIQ. Um, my understanding was that they had to sort that out all off their own bat. There was no support given. There was no priority given. Um, they obviously just managed to get lucky and got, got to secure those spots. Now, how that came about, I'm not exactly sure, um, and I suppose that's a question for for people higher up the chain. But, yeah, to answer your question, I'd like to see people like Braden Curry given the same sort of um, sort of treatment as, as the All Blacks, for example. Jamie, what are your views on that? Well, I mean, fundamentally, I think it's, it's wrong that any New Zealander should have to pay money to enter New Zealand. Um, I mean, that's sort of a broader issue uh, on its own. But um, I, I think that it's such a fast-moving and differing situation that you've got that obviously when MIQ was set up at the start of the year, no one really could have predicted that things would be the way they are at the end of the year. Um, so I'll, I'll be willing to cut these uh, cut whoever's in charge a little bit of slack on that one. But at the same time, um, you know, the rest of the world is going on right now and we need to adjust to the fact that it is and that there are employment, uh, sorry, work opportunities, you know, going on overseas, not just for athletes, it's for everyone, for, for, for guys like me and Andrew right now, you know, we, we could be overseas with the All Blacks, but um, getting back into the country is what's what's holding us back. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's such a a delicate sort of a, a delicate sort of a matter, but I, I kind of think it's not going to go away because the virus and New Zealand's policy on immigration is not going to go away either, and I, I think we're looking at you know, a minimum of, of another 12 to 18 months of this scenario uh, whilst the virus hangs around the rest of the world. So is there a, is there a short-term answer to uh, what could still be quite a long-term problem? I'm, I'm, not too, I'm, I'm, not, I'm working it through it in my own head, to be honest. Uh, a slightly easier one to sort out, though, might well be, Jamie, uh, what the Warriors are going to do with these two idiots that let them down at the weekend, uh, uh, Evans and Lodge. What do you think they will do or should do? Yeah, uh, good question. Um, to be honest, and, and you know, I go back to what we talked about um, the other week when, when we sort of brought up Shannon Frizzell and, and the issues that he would bring with him to the Warriors. I mean, what Matt Lodge brought with him to the Warriors after what, what he'd done was always going to come up again if something like this had happened. Like The guy basically had to have a spotless career from here on out for that not to be an issue. Um, and it took less than a season for it to kind of rear its ugly head again. Um, I, I don't think they're going to let go of him. I think that there might actually be a case made 
for both of those guys to kind of just be let go for other reasons anyway, because the, with the new rule changes, having a big lunk of a prop like Lodge uh, is, isn't actually the way going to be that beneficial to the way the game's played now. Um, so, you know, whether he's worth the money that they're, they're paying him. Um, I mean, to be honest, yeah, obviously they acted like an absolute couple of flogs on, on, on Sunday. Uh, but I have to admit, I, I couldn't turn away. I really wanted to see what happened next. Like, I, I, I wanted to see them get back from the sin bin and, and finish it. So, I mean, there was at least at least that good bit came out of it, that people, people are talking about it. And to be honest, I don't really blame the Warriors for going into a, into a game like that where finally the mathematical chance that, you know, seems to be with them right up until the end was, was gone. And, you know, they just wanted to have it over and done with. So at least I can sort of understand their frustration. But, yeah, you can't be doing that because they have been uh, the feel-good story of all of this um, the whole time. You know, people feel sorry for them and you can't go uh, getting rid of that, that goodwill that's been shown shown to them. And also the other thing with the Warriors is that for all their faults, up until now, they have actually been very good at avoiding uh, players with um, sort of off-field issues. You know, they, they've never really had any off-field issues. I think the biggest thing that's ever happened to them was that um, mixing energy drinks and sleeping pills sort of little scandal they had the other year, which was really nothing. Um, so for this mm-hmm. to have to have, have a kind of a uh, an effect on them, um, it's that they're moving into uncharted territory for them as a club. So I'm sure that's something that Cameron George is really looking at. And Andrew Gordy, unlike Shane Warne, I will I will give you the last say. <laughs> oh look, um, my my thoughts on this Warriors issue is that well, I'll split it into two. Kane Evans has got to go. He's an absolute liability of the player. He's brought absolutely nothing on the field except for trouble, and he's just simply not good enough. I don't think to justify saying, yeah, let's give him another chance. So I'd get him out of there straight away. Um, I, do, I do hear you, Jamie, what you're saying about Matt Lodge. Uh, in terms of what he brings on the field, he is a, he is a massive unit. And I've got to say that I'm, I'm not totally convinced necessarily by what he's bringing on the field and whether he actually improves the Warriors on the field. That said, but from what I understand, they got Matt Lodge on a, on a pretty good deal. Um, for a player who was previously on a, on a huge contract at the Broncos, right? And I'm, I'm happy to acknowledge that part of rugby league and, and, and being a, a club boss, that, that there's a money ball aspect to this. And if you can get players, good players, they've got to be good, obviously, and they've got to be, um, bring something to the team. If you can get good players on, on, on good contracts, your chances of, of, of getting into the eights or, or, or you know, putting in a decent performance um, throughout the season improves dramatically. Now, I think that's where they've got to make the decision on, on Matt Lodge. Is he really bringing on the field um, what they need to um, from, from their forward pack? Because they've bumped up this forward pack something, something massive um, in, in the last couple of years. That seems to be... Uh, Peter O'Sullivan's modus operandi here in terms of transforming the club on the field. But, yeah, I'm starting to question whether is that actually the right way to go at the moment? I think that's more the big question that I've got to answer around Matt Lodge because, yeah, he brings a, a few issues and we're seeing that now. But if he can genuinely turn that around and, and be an enforcer on the field on a cut price deal, then that's good business. And I think you've got to be prepared to, to, to cop some of that if it's, if it's ultimately a good deal. Andrew Gordy, Jamie Wall, 
absolutely brilliant contributions this morning to the panel. I thank you both for that, uh, and we'll look forward to another one at the same time tomorrow. It's it's Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now.